Yes, everybody, we are back for episode five of Raw Justice. Alex, John, how are you today? Here we are. I'm ready to get into the action here, and we've got great <laughs> feedback, and I'm ready to roll. The group is together. I'm looking forward to this. I'm good, Mr. Rob. Nice to see you. Hey, nice I can I can tell it's summertime because you guys have uh, you have a tan. You've been wearing sunscreen, Alex. I don't wear sunscreen, but I love being outside. Well, I better. thrive. I thrive in the sunset. Well, Excuse me, the sun sunlight. Well, I know you're a big beach guy. I mean, you don't wear sunscreen at the beach. Well, you know what? I, I put it on maybe the first day I'm there just to get the base going. But I don't like doing it. I, I like being out there. It's good for you. The vitamin D. Remember all the vitamin D talk? I was right in the middle of that. I was right in the middle of hey, that. Hey, by the way, um, I think the last time we, uh, we – since we've been here last time, you went to see Springsteen, didn't you? I did see I did see the boss. I saw yeah. Bruce Springsteen a couple well, – two Fridays ago. Yeah. Was that two Fridays How ago? would you what, – what would you rate it? It was um, – well – it was it was it was a it was a fun experience. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think it was more like a carnival. I think it seemed very planned out to me. Yeah. Even the Bruce kidding around with the audience and kidding around with the band. But I had a good time. I went by myself. I couldn't get anybody to go. I got tickets an hour beforehand, and my office is not far from there. So I drove about a mile. I walked about a half a mile. I was in there for the entire show. It, the show started. It was supposed to start at seven thirty. Right. He came out at seven forty-five. It was perfect. But Bruce is great. Ten people in the band, sold-out show in the new arena. I wasn't really impressed by the new arena, but I I, I love Bruce Springsteen. It, it was fun. It was fun. It might be the last time we see him, Rob. It might be. What what was uh, what was wrong with the arena? I mean, does it does it look does it look good? I mean, well, they say they put what hundred million dollars in it or something we privately. Knew, we owned. knew this was going this direction. That place has been a pit forever. So been some great events that took place they, there. But. They painted it. They painted the whole thing black when you walk in. It's all black, okay? So it has a nice feel to it. You go up the old ramp. They have the same ramps and all that. You go up the ramp on the first floor, and when you get on the first floor, there's, um, there's nothing there. So you have to walk up to the second floor. So my section was, I was in the 100s. On the second floor, there were no bathrooms on that floor. Wow. There was mm-hmm. only two places to buy food. There was plenty of places to buy drinks, but there's only two food places. And all they have is these black curtains. When you walk around, they have these black curtains that separate the sections. They did, I don't know where this money went, but it, it couldn't have been $100 million. Well, maybe they had to fix the roof. I'm sure that need, Rob, you would know more about that, what it I cost mean, to fix a roof. Fix the roof or fix the steps. I mean, well, as John said, that thing was built in the 50s, for God's But it looks, ex- it's exact, looks exactly the same. And I like going there because it's small and it's right. easy to navigate. What do you think close. the greatest event that ever took place there was? Oh, I mean, was everybody's the been there. Led Zeppelin was there. Okay. Rolling Stones were there. Is there like the Beatles, a moment? The Beatles were there. How about for an athletic moment? I'm going to say the uh, 1982 MISL championship when Stan Stamenkovich wow. scored the winning goal, That's probably against the New York Arrows. Were you at that? <laughs> or the San Diego Soccers. Now, here's a good one. Those blast games, I mean, they were yeah. fun. They were, they were, were they sold out? Every, yeah. every time. Yeah. They were fun. They were, they were great fun. They were. In, in 19... 19- I, I, I'm going to say it was guess. I'm going to guess 76. 
Superstar Billy Graham defeated <laughs> Bruno San Martino for the title there. And wow. it, was, it was odd because usually it changed hands in Madison Square Garden. Right. But Superstar Billy Graham pinned uh, Bruno. Bruno San Martino, the people's champion, with the use of leverage he gained from the ropes. He, like, put his legs up on the ropes and pushed down wow. on Bruno. Wow. So I think that that was the greatest. I also went there for this. Was Were you there the for that? No, I was too young. But the hybrid I did go to was Sugar Ray Leonard had his retirement announcement right. there. And I <laughs> went to that. It was free. But, uh-huh. like, Cosell was the MC, And Ollie was there. Hagler was there, which is a big deal because that was pending. And a lot of other uh, luminaries. Um, and it, that was neat. It was free to go. That's interesting. And I went there they with my brother. There. But didn't he fight Hagler after he, he unretired, right? No, I don't think was he ever was fought Hagler. Okay. Never fought Hagler. Oh, yeah, he did. I don't think he did. Yeah, he beat Hagler. He beat Hearns. He beat Hagler, too. Um, I know he beat Duran, but yeah. he had, Duran had beaten him. Yeah. But he his beat. first professional fight was at the Civic Center. Yeah, right. As handsome yeah. and pretty as he was, he was tough, right? He fought yeah. all those guys. Yeah. I remember that as a kid. I remember him fighting. I guess, or Hagler. I remember saying, there, "There's no way he's going to win this," and he won. Yeah, he, he did beat. He, was, he beat he was Hagler, really, and he came was, back he after a really bad eye injury, yeah, retina thing. Yeah, and he, so. oh, he yeah. fought Donnie Lalonde after he came. That's back. right. That's when the paydays. We started. have a boxing match tomorrow. What is that guy's Tank. name? Tank. Tank's going to fight. Tank Gervonta. So he's supposed to fight some handsome guy too. That's what they say. The guy's real handsome, right? I'm going to. Where's that on pay per view, or what's that? Um, Tank Tank has been has. Had quite a bit of experience with the legal system too. Well, Tank didn't he have? I think he just pled guilty recently. He did to a hit and run. He did on MLK. And, and the lawyer, we we know his lawyer. Yes, he's a good lawyer. We we got sworn in the same day as state's attorneys. He's a great. He's a big blast fan. As he, he goes, right. he still goes. Mike Tomko. But the rumor, the, <laughs> the word on the street is he postponed the sentencing until after the to fight. This fight. Yeah. To see what happens. Yeah. Good move. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, a veteran move. That's yeah, a veteran, that's a veteran move. move. Hey, I want to. Um, we appreciate the judge allowing Tank, a civic hero, to uh, fight yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I want to. Uh, I want to recognize our, our lovable listener this week, and we're, we're going to kind of move away from the norm, which is to have one. This, this time, we've got a, a collection of lovable listeners, and it's the Blumberg family. Um, Brooke Blumberg is the uh, marketing and communications director at Gilman, and um, she and her husband Howard. Um, and their and their boys are are devoted listeners to raw justice. Mm. I mean, they are they're as devoted as Mr. Bart's. Cool. How did you find out about this? How did this come about that you True were made fan. aware of it? So I was minding my own business, walking down the hallway uh, toward my office, and um, and I heard someone call my name, and I looked in, and and Brooke just couldn't say enough things about raw justice and how she and her her husband were traveling. Uh, I think they had the kids in the car, maybe going to some sporting events, and. They were listening to Raw Justice in the car. Holy cow. Yeah, that's great. And the comment was that because it's a clean and appropriate show, it's listened, the whole family can listen to it. Content driven. Content driven. um, No sexual innuendos. No, we don't need that to be Curse words, right. That's a good point, Rob. A lot of these podcasts, they say these bad, they say the bad words. You know, that's played out. It doesn't make it more effective. And maybe that might be a street lawyer thing we have. We're used to being in court, and we're used to not saying bad words. Right. Interesting, when I was in court a couple weeks ago, there was was the state's attorney in her opening statement used a bad word, but she was... um, Quoting? She was quoting someone, Mm. and the judge did not like that. Really? And then she said, well, I'm quoting, but... But I the judge, okay the judge then. still didn't like it when she, said, she we're in court or something like that. I thought, yeah, I didn't. I mean, that judge was great. Well, this is the problem with today's world. I mean, I don't know what the lines are between appropriate and civil anymore, right? Mm-hmm. I know John's going to talk a little bit about a, 
an experience he had this week at a sporting event. Um, but before we get there, um, Brooks' husband Howard um, is a is a really I mean he's a good guy who really likes um, horse racing. He's oh, yeah. competed in competitions, and he actually is good buddies with someone that you know, Alex, pretty I well. Think, right. I think. I th- correct me if I'm wrong. I think they're friends with Steve Luca. Yes, the arm the, guru. The arm guru on the East Coast. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, he, I know him. He's a nice man. We've um, we ran into him the other day. We saw him at the um, the horse racing thing. What was that called? In Timonium at Nick's Fish House. At Nick's Fish House. We saw him there. Um, he had just gone to a baseball game, a JV baseball game, to watch the kids. Yeah, he's he's a good doctor, um, and um, we appreciate how hard he works on these kids. Well, he's he's he gives he's, all. He's seen my my son. I think he's seen, seen both both of, your of my sons. Yes, we've sent people right. to him. Right. And um, he used to have a clinic there, I think. He used to have a clinic where it was like a drop-in clinic for li- li- really not a lot of money. Right. But then they made him. I think, I think um, big corporations made him stop doing that. Yeah, but he was, um, he, yeah, he's a, he's a value to this community. So Brooke and Howard and, and the, the Blumberg family joins um, a, a credible, you know, group in Coach Holly and Coach Bartz, John. I mean, they are, they, they are now in the pantheon of, of raw justice listenership. It's an elite crowd, for sure. It is an elite crowd. VIP, velvet roped. I mean, there's no other better way to describe it. And we appreciate them. This is the whole thing. It's, we really haven't made a, a true marketing effort, but it shows the power of um, talking to others, communicating with people, and how something can spread positively. Right. Absolutely. And, and I, would, I should also say, I, I can't, I can't believe how how much um, juice Royal Justice has has <laughs> has, has t- gotten. You know, I mean, it's some. Look, I'm I'm always, as I said this last week, I'm always asked when the next episode is coming out. <laughs> always. I'm glad we're giving one right away within me, a week or so. Me too. Now, if we could get that listenership to uh, to pass the word on and to to give some comments, that would be terrific. Right? That'd be that'd be good. Uh, that'd be good. Do you, I mean when you when you go to court? John, Alex, I mean, I know you talked about this last time, but are, are people still coming up to you asking about raw justice? Some are, some are asking about it. I told two or three people about it yesterday, and they were excited. I told Scotty the body about it. Scotty the body. He's excited, baby. and I'm John Riley. I told them about it. John Riley be a listener. Two uh, lawyers, you know, pr- primarily in Towson area, but they were there. They're excited to listen. Okay. And I hope you are listening, fellas. Yeah. Um, John, what, 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 any, this week? Any good good things happen? What what happened? We, we had we had a great experience, Alex and I. Um, we together, like at the very last minute, attended the um, Loyola Gilman lacrosse game in in uh, Towson, and it's it's a beautiful facility. But a um, couple things came from that for me. The reason I wanted to go is I know a couple of guys on the uh, Loyola team. They're two of my favorites, Mason and Bennett Cook. These guys are great players. Great family, their dad Sandy, and I call their mom just Mrs. Cook. But I went up there to meet them, but then Alex joined in, and we got to sit with um, Tim Gunning's wife, who's a lacrosse aficionado, because we don't know lacrosse, but it helped us enjoy the game. By the way, Tim Gunning, my former neighbor. That's right. Lived right next oh, to me. Yeah. Oh, my God, uh, we didn't talk about we that. We didn't know that. Tim Gunning's wife. Down. She was awesome. She sat with her. So it starts with her. Half. It starts with her like this. She's wearing this hat. I think it was yellow with blue letters or blue with yellow letters, and said RDR. I thought it was like a fire department or roll something. Roll Don's Roll. I had no idea. Uh, and I go, uh, what is RDR? Uh. She goes, you don't know. Roll Don's Roll. I was like, hey, that's kind of cool. And she educated Alex and I on how to, to, to root for a team. And 
uh, things about uh, referees and calls, calls and they were yes. there because their son's in 11th grade. Right. And, Jack. And, yeah. She knows all the rules. And she was, she was on it rules. like you wouldn't believe. Now, she sits separate from her husband because apparently the two of them, during a game, as much as they are great as a couple, <laughs> it's an oil and water status that they can't sit together. But it was fun. We sat with her. Um, there was an event that happened in, in a break in the game where one of the Gilman kids ran on the field yeah. the sign. Completely inappropriate. And it got, yeah, got kind of out of control, and then there was a response on the other side. Here's my thing. and I, You know, I've coached. I always tell the kids, hey, let's root for your team, not against the other. Amen. It's just not necessary. You can do plenty of creative things that are fun. We've seen all the great campuses. and t- I mean, Duke kind of does that where they jump around and all that. But you don't have to direct it at the specific team or whatever. And that was a little drawback. Um, it could have got out of hand, but the authorities kind of stepped in and handled it. But here was a great experience I had. So one of our friends, Stuart Schott, is active because his son's on the Loyola team. Is he a lawyer? Too. Yeah, he's a lawyer. I think he's in charge of the Father's right. Club. Father's Club. But he was running the concession stand. So I go up there just to say hi to him. But I was a little hungry, right? And I go, what are those things there? He goes, yeah, you got to try one of these. $3. I bought this item, and I go back and I sit with Alex and everything, and I open it up. It was a it was a thing called an uncrustable. I know what those are. And it was by Smuckers. I'd never had one of these things. No crust. And I took the classic peanut butter and grape jelly, and I looked later, and they had the, with honey or strawberry jam, mm. and also they have one with a Nutella flavored chocolate, and I was like, this thing is incredible. And I've told many of our friends about it. I think you can buy them at the grocery stores. You can. You've never seen and them, John? Really? I've never seen them. And I think it might be frozen. You can get them frozen, yeah. But but it's sir, you should serve it. I think it they at, sell them frozen. They're in the yeah, frozen department. Right. But this thing was incredible. It was an incredible experience for me. And I kept telling Alex about it. After no, he did. had given he loved me some. It. it was so good. And I recommend it. I don't care about the health conscious people. This thing is off the charts. The newest food product that I've experienced probably the last three years wow. has been this thing. You know what's crazy? It's incredible. You know what's crazy it about is. this? If you give a kid a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, right, with smuckers right. or whatever, and cut the crust off, they won't eat it. But give them an uncrustable. Right. They'll eat that? Yeah. They'll eat it. It was great. It what's was the difference? Great. It was phenomenal. There's no difference. It was phenomenal. It was tremendous. I mean, was it, it, so it came room temperature, or how did you? Well, I think they had bought them frozen. Yeah, they're in the fr- because they there sell, was a little bit of a chill, frozen. just a chill to the bread and the the interior. That was probably, but good. it wasn't frozen, and it was really. Re- and and Mrs. Gunning was like, "You don't know what those are." Like they, everybody knew. I didn't know. Well, don't you shop? You shop at those nice places. What's the one? You go to Trader Joe's and things. Not 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 that. You used to go to Trader Joe's. All yeah, the time. but not that. And Trader Joe's has their own things, but I have. I, I found this was tremendous. Okay, it was tremendous. Good. Did but you buy was, some for home? They, that was. I think I may have gotten one of the last few okay. available. Uh, your but kids have probably had them. I I looked for them in Weiss Market and couldn't find them, yeah, but I didn't seek that. assistance. I didn't seek oh, assistance, yeah. but I'm sure they have them. The Nutella ones are hard to get. Yeah, and they had they had big boxes. They might have been at a Costco oh, or okay. Sam's Club level, but I, I saw on the internet they sell them in, in four <laughs> packs, and <laughs> they were. It was. I don't care what they say about sodium or whatever's in there. It was phenomenal. And I'm sure you could heat them up, too. I think that would be a cool experience. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Or on the panini machine. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? What, what, is your, what's your, uh, what is your thought about Nutella? Do you like Nutella? I love it. I, I mean, I, I don't like it out of the jar as much. I've had it out of the jar. I like it on things, like bananas. I like That's it a on good bread. One. Yeah. 
like an old toast. Yeah. Um, but it does have. Sometimes it has an artificial flavor. To it's it. got a hazelnut flavor yes. to it. I don't and that's what it has. Yeah. I yeah. just can't. Seriously, you don't, I don't like know what it is. What, what do you think, Rob? I'm, I, I, I see I'm you. I'm trying. Don't. I'm trying to like it. I'm trying. Um, but I, John's right. The the hazel. I'm not a big hazelnut guy. Yeah. I just thought it was chocolate. It's not chocolate. No, it's, it's, not. it's hazelnut. And it's got a smoother, less dense. Um, no, we get. No, we used to, to make it on when we were we weren't as healthy. We'd make um, French toast. Wow. They have Nutella French toast. You toast a, your bread. A syrup substitute. No, you toast your bread, and then you sort of make it. Then you make it like a sandwich. Right. With the Nutella in between. Chocolate sandwich. That is rich. That's yeah. Rich. You can't have that in the summer months. Yeah. That's like a February. So were they selling these for three dollars? For three dollars. Wow. Worth every single penny. Well, I would have paid five. I mean, I don't know what they cost, but it was. Uh, I mean, I recommend it everywhere. It was great. And I was intrigued that Smucker's makes it, which I, I always knew them for a jelly source. <laughs> but they, Smucker's does make syrup. My kids don't I've really like spirit. peanut butter. Do your kids I've like seen, peanut butter? Yeah. Your kids yeah. like peanut butter, Rob? Well, one's highly allergic. The other one does like right, it. Yeah. I, we don't, I like peanut butter. I think they're going back to the smooth consistency. I don't think their crunchy goes over well, generally. So when I was growing up, maybe same with you guys, crunchy was like, that was, that was on the fringe. Right. 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 You were weird if you had crunchy. Yeah. yeah. Now you're weird if you don't have crunchy. Yeah. Right? Sure. Weird if you don't have crunch. I don't know. Right. I like the smooth. I prefer. We usually the get the smooth, but I got the crunchy like a couple months ago. It was a nice change. I think you have to change. Untouchables with smooth. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's all smooth. They right? also offer one with honey. I love honey. That would be. I mean, that would be tremendous. I mean, I think that would be. A I get nice honey combo. on the Aki bowls. I get extra honey on there. Aki. How do you spell that? A C A I. Is that how you pronounce it? Aki? I'm not sure, but I get honey, extra honey on that. Aki. Those are delicious. Too. But that was a great experience at the That was and, a fun day. Yeah, and Loyola in first nice. place. They won 10 to 6. Yep. Uh, Coach Ubriaco got him the win, which I was intrigued by that status, which <laughs> I found out. He's out after this year. I, I didn't know that. And they're in first place. That makes no sense. And we were told by Mrs. Gunning and other people, I hope this isn't going, but, yeah. but, <laughs> too, but that they do like the kids, right. the kids love this guy. And they play hard for them. And they're in first place. They're in first place. And I don't know so. the theory behind it, Proofs but we've seen pudding. it before where somebody really was successful as a coach, but in lame duck status. Yep. But I think if it's almost like a, it'll maybe launch him to something greater. But I, I hate to see a guy go when the kids love him and, and he's been. And I think Ubaraka is. He has our endorsement. He's the um, related to the old um, hockey, hockey coach, coach here. Baltimore, so they got nice Baltimore sports Clippers, ties. Right? Yeah. You know, but, but the, the the first thing we talked about in this segment was the behavior of fans, and I have to tell you, I'm 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 really upset, um, and I, I'm I'm really bothered at the fact that um, you know kids kids just can't cheer for their own players anymore. Mm-hmm. It's all about tearing people down. Yeah, I don't understand. And I don't like that. Yeah. No, I don't like that either. I don't like that at all. Root for your team. Root for your team. Cheer for your guys, right? And and then things work out. Um, what about what about law? What about the courts? What about your your profession? Well, any any good things happen this week that we need to share? Um, I had a motions hearing. It was a case where a man was, and a motions hearing is something you have before trial. You make you make legal arguments to say that what the officers did violated the person's rights, and they weren't legal in what they did. My guy was at a car, and he had he was pumping putting air in it. And the way it worked, he had a, the pump that was plugged into, like, the, you know, whatever. was that? Where you plug it in your car. So the car's kind of on. Oh, the, it's in, the, like, the, the, the plug? The, yeah, the, where you, the, like, the your cigarette, cigarette lighter. lighter. Right. Yeah. So he was, so he's there pumping up the tire. And then 
the police came and they accused him of um, having a car turned on and abandoning it. Alex, I hate to interrupt you. Yes. We talked about this last week. Oh, we did? Yeah. This case we talked about? The same thing. I thought we talked about it last Maybe week. Maybe you and I talked about it. I don't remember talking about it online. Did we talk about it? I don't think we got on the podcast. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah, we talked about it. I thought we did. I thought we did. And then, okay. so they said he abandoned the car. Yeah. But but he didn't abandon the car. And the police officer, as soon as we got there, he was pumping up a tire. So eventually, they just wanted to see, So the police, under this law called Wren, they can, they can if they want to see what's in a car or check what's in a car, they can have those, that can be their intention. But they can't search the car unless the car, you know, the driver makes a traffic violation or something like this, like I'm abandoning the car. So so they just wanted to see what's in the car. So they said, we're going to give you a ticket or tow the car unless we, you know, you get your license from the car. When they went in the license, when they opened the car door, they saw marijuana or smelled marijuana or something. And then they searched the car and they found, you know, a gun in it. And if we talked about this, I apologize. But the judge found that he didn't abandon the car. So in that case, well, that's one of those ones where that would never, you know, that would never, a person would never be charged with that, right. depending on what area you live in. And that's the sad this part about city? it. Yes, and it was in a rough part, and that was the, the sad thing about it. Um, and he sat in jail probably four or five months. What? Mm. Four or five months? Yeah, because he was, it was a gun in the car. So it was a gun charge. Yeah, right. so the judge found that he didn't abandon the property, and the police didn't have the right to go in the car. So then the case so as a so result, they suppressed that right. the finding, and then the case got dismissed. So That's good success. So That's a good one. What for someone? Who, so this guy was in jail for four four to five months. Yes. Well, he, yes. And the reason being, well, he had that, a little bit of a criminal record, okay. and then here they found a gun, and he was accused of possessing that gun. Okay. So that's how it works when you're you know pre-trial. So was there a bail involved in all this? Well, we had a bail hearing. I didn't uh-huh. represent him then, but the initial bail, bail hearing, the judge said he's he's not going to be released. And the commissioner, oh, the commissioner before right. that says no. Yeah, he was on probation and things. Okay, so the judge declined. But, right. So bail. The, here in this state, the judge, you you get arrested. You see the court commissioner, and then after you, if the court commissioner doesn't release, you see a judge. I got it. And the judge has to determine your dangerous factor, whether you're danger danger to society. And how do they determine what judge hears that bail review? Whoever's sitting there that okay. day. So it depends on who's... Yes. Yeah. And then you can later file bail re- another uh, for a re-review. Sometimes it's granted. Sometimes you don't even get a hearing on it. But you can do that. I th- we, di- we did that, but the judge did not change um, that, that bail, that initial bail, I guess, amount. But the initial, the initial attention was because the police officer thought he was not... The car was on, right? The car was on. Okay. You know, it was, the car was on, but he was there pumping the tire. Right. So he wasn't I, in the car. The police report didn't say that he was pumping the tire. Gotcha. The police report said he was across the street. But then the officer said, I, he, when he testified, what was he doing? He was there pumping the tire. Mm. It was it was a surprise to, for all of us, me included. Because I, I, on the way out, I said, the officer, I said, I appreciate your honesty. The officer was honest, thank God. Because if he would have said he was across the street... Then the judge would have he abandoned the car even across the street. Gotcha. And the case would have we would have he would have denied my motion to suppress and the case would have gone to a jury trial. Gotcha. And anything happens. Once you go to have a trial, anything can happen. Anything. You don't know. You don't know, right? That's why we like the sure thing. But well, you told the story about um, the polling the jury. I had never heard of that or seen it even on TV. With it, number uh, eight. Yeah, when change said no. We, yeah, that to, I had never heard that. I think I've a lot of people that. that listen have that are involved in our system have. I didn't never know what heard to do. Either. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, but that worked out for that guy. Okay. 
He later had some other problems where he shot his girlfriend at a gas station on video. I didn't represent him on that case, though. How come you didn't get that case? I, I, says, I don't think they really had a lot of money, but I said, it's not, this is not even worth it. This I is a you. terrible case. This is, this is going to end poorly for you and for And me. for you. Right. More importantly for me. That's right. why I said, I don't want a part of that case. Right. Right. So, <laughs> that guy. John, how about the P. Paul Kokoris Law Office? So, I, I don't have something specific from this week, but a lot of people that I've talked to about raw justice are seeking out stories. They like the stories. They like the legal stories. Right. I, I think this is a great one. And Alex will chime in with some def definitions and so forth when we get here. But anyway... When I first started at the office, um, basically the standard is whether you represent somebody or not is whether they paid you a fee, okay? Now, I go old school. You don't want to get that phone call. It was like, hey, look, why aren't you in court? I paid you, but it was only 25% of the fee. So whenever we took anything, we we're in the case, okay? Just as a precaution. Now, some people argue that, but that's the way we handled it, okay? So... Um, one morning, my office is right next to Kokoris's office. I was in like a little cubbyhole thing, and his main office was there. And we get this call at like 1030. And there's a guy out at the Essex District Court on Kelso Drive that... Phone number? 410-512-2300. Uh, <laughs> it's located at 8914 Kelso Drive. <laughs> Got it. 21221. Perfect. But anyway, um, and the sheets is right it was there, somebody from the like the clerk or an assistant to the judge saying, hey, where are you? Your client is here in court, okay? So I get the call because Kokoris is doing what he's doing, and, and they're talking to me, and I walked in, and we all knew the guy didn't pay anything. But he went into court and told the judge he had paid us. Because mm -hmm. that's what the judge would say. Did you pay the lawyer? He said yes. With that, it was off to the races. Right. All right, it's the lawyer's fault. Uh -huh. He never paid. He never paid a dime, wow. okay? Uh -huh. So the judge was Judge Wittstadt. We all know this guy. The, this is a guy that's like that's a notable. No, but he's time. a notable on anybody that knows the history of Baltimore County. Uh, okay. He's a tough guy, okay, and has a reputation, <laughs> all right? So I discovered in my conversation with Judge Wittstadt. So I go in and tell Kokoris about it, and he goes, who's the judge? He goes, Wittstadt. He goes, give me that file and snatches it. Right? And he goes out there to the court, zips out there, right? Was, it, was the um, file folder color coded? Blue. It was blue. Okay. So, anyway, the guy was charged with driving on suspended, okay? <laughs> but it was back then, it just seemed like they were more charging that, and there was more significance of maybe getting in jail. It was the guy's like 12th one, mm -hmm. something crazy, okay? So, he goes into court, and now it's kind of calmed down because it's like 10 30, 11 versus like 9 o'clock. And he walks up. And this is something I'll tell you about some of the older lawyers. You know, whether we talked about Steve Miles, um, Paul, guy Jack Rubin, okay? Uh -huh. um, trying to think of some other ones. Um, Roland Walker. They got guts, man. And they don't care that the guy was a judge. To me, I'd be like, yes, judge, whatever you'd want. They don't care. They didn't care because they, in their careers, probably had achieved more than right. the judge. So the respect factor was... On the, on the lower side. Or they might have known the judge from the old days, you know? I mean, yeah, they have, yeah they or they may have a relationship with him yeah, where they feel case, more comfortable. Had cases with right. the judge or against the judge. Right. or worked I mean, with him. Okay. That changes your whole perspective. So he walks in, and he just gets the guy, he goes, come on, let's go to the trial table. He just walk up, okay? Because by that time, he's in, right? Even though he didn't pay him. Right. 
And he's like, okay, um, what are you going to do here? And he goes, Judge, can we approach the bench? And I think the judge wanted to get him up there so he could lay into him a little bit and start asking oh, questions. To, to embarrass him. Right. Embarrass him. So th- him and the state's attorney, which is whenever they have a bench conference, no matter if it's just talking about personal stuff, everybody joins in, right? So Kokoris gets up there and he says, hey, listen, here's what's going on with this case. The guy was driving on Route 40. His taillight was out. He got pulled over. They say he was suspended, but he says the mail never got there. Um, he's got a really bad record. He works over at you know, the, the Broning Highway, whatever it was. So he basically lays out the facts and circumstances of the entire case, which is what happened and what his defense would be that he never got it. Right. He goes, well, what do you want to do? You know, Wittstadt's like, what do you want to do? He's like, well, we'll, th- we'll take a court trial. Now, as Alex will tell you, depending on what the sentence could be, if it's 91 days or more, you could get a jury trial. But if it's 90 days or less, it has to be a court trial. In this time, that driving suspended, he could have had a jury trial. So he elected for a court trial. So the judge becomes the, the, the factual right. decider, right. and he applies the law. So he's the trier of fact and trier of law. <laughs> so, but again, he's an umpire. He's a neutral person. So they walk back, right? And next door is a guy, I think it was Judge Coolahan, <laughs> who didn't care anything about driving suspendeds. He right. didn't care. Right. It was like, all right, PBJ out the door. I don't right. care how many. Get a move. Get a move on. So he says, um, they go back, and he goes, how do you plead? He goes, not guilty. He said, judge, one more preliminary motion. I'm going to ask you to recuse yourself. And he goes, what do you mean recuse myself? I'm here. I'm the judge. I can fear. He goes, I just told you all the facts. Mm-hmm. And you wow. sat there and listened to them. Right. I just told you the whole story. Wow. How can you in good conscience sit there and listen to them? Now, this is a guy who believed the guy. <laughs> he said, yeah, I paid him. Didn't want to recede or anything. He said, look, I'm asking you to recuse yourself. Wits that turn beat red. Wow. Because he, he got, he got duped. That's straight He got sent over to Coolahan, PBJ, $50 fund. Your wow. Plan. So, like, he yanked him around on that, oh, believe him and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He paid us. Wow. He zips out there in the Jaguar uh-huh. and then jumps <laughs> in. He's like, come on, let's go. And that, that, well, that is street lawyer. That is the apex of street lawyer. Right. That was it. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope the judges well, I mean, are listening. That's a good street lawyer story, right? Because yeah. he didn't, I mean, what he knew about the facts, maybe he didn't even know about the facts. Right. But he knew enough just based on his experience with the right. facts more likely than not were, right? Well, he we had the file and, with the notes. Right. But he's, yeah. you know, we've been around. We've seen, right. there's only a certain amount of cases. Yeah. And then he shows up. He knew who the judge was next door. Right. And he dropped his trick. Right. And it was a, it was it wasn't a trick, it just it was just a maneuver. Yeah. You know? But that's what street lawyering is. Sometimes you go to court, you don't even have a file. You know? I always you take have the to, file. Well, if you don't have one or you can't yeah. find it or something. <laughs> Alex chooses not well, to you bring just that have to, Right. If you don't know if you can't find it, you just gotta go. If you're late, you know. <laughs> but you just have to go. That story reminds me of a story by I won't tell you. Please, I'm not if you know who it is, we're not gonna say their name, but they had a terrible judge in Annapolis district court. And they this is probably not. I, I didn't. I didn't do this. I wouldn't think this clever. But they drove all the way. So they went to Annapolis. That terrible judge. John Number, Annapolis District Court. Yeah. Any idea? Um, for, I think it's four one zero two 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 seventeen forty. Perfect. But and that he, may be the state's attorney's office. Okay. I got to. I got to right. delineate and that. And for some reason, he didn't want this judge. He right. told the judge his car got broken into, and they um, he lost his briefcase. Now that was not a good. That's not a. That's not a very moral thing to do. But that's what he did, you know, because 
it, it worked, and he came back, and he got a different result last next time. I would never make but something. I wouldn't make anything up yeah. either. That's yeah. kind of crazy. I mean, he was younger then. He's That's our pretty age. Extreme. He's our age. But but like some tells me ago. though that the that the um, the young lawyers, the young so-called street lawyers. That that that's that's, I mean, I don't know if they're capable of doing that these days, are they? Well, that's I mean, this I is a learned, that, that wasn't a good. Right. That's no, not a but good I'm talking. That, I'm talking about John's. About I'm talking about John's story about people. No, they wouldn't court. know that. They I think that, that got more personal, because of but, the 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 judge and calling and demanding that he go down there. Yeah. And here's the other thing. This is something he come. We came back. He, we were talking about it. He goes, "What's funny about this is, the guy walks up and tells him, yeah, I paid him.'" Uh-huh. No, no receipt, no, no you know, nothing. Right. Okay, if you had a court trial where you had to decide, he wouldn't have believed the word that guy said. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Said, seriously, I never got the, I never right. got the mail or whatever. Well, he wouldn't have believed word one, but he said that, and the judge went on a mission. He said, "Okay, I'll finish this," and then of course it's like, "I'll man, finish this off." Some resentment. He went down there. there. Yeah. But 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 he's savvy though. I mean, he sees yeah, like he's, who, savvy. He, he's yeah. like he sees who the judge is next door. He's like, hmm, right. let's let's assess this and. You play I've never the, heard of that technique. You play the street game a little bit, right? right? That's what right. you got to do. Play the shuffle game. And he did. He had the guts to do. It. Now look, a lot of judges that we respect and and we love, I don't think he would do it to them. Right. This was, this a, was a unique special, circumstances right. with a particular judge that that pushed the button to start it. Right. And he just finished off for successful for his client. Right. It's my experience. If a, if a person goes to court and says he paid the lawyer. The judge will say, well, the lawyer's not here. The lawyer didn't enter his or her appearance. You don't have a lawyer. It would be a courtesy call to double Maybe check to the Maybe a courtesy. Maybe. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. say, the lawyer didn't enter his or her appearance. They didn't call. As far as I'm concerned, you don't have it. But that's an interesting thing about – I think, I think the law is if you get any money, you have to sh- – I think so, the too. That's the way we treat it because I, I, right. I just don't want to get stopped. But then other – I think judges don't apply that as much depending on, you know – Well, their experience would come of, in – what, with what, if they were in private practice or, you know, but some, if that were a state's attorney or public defender, w- may might not understand well, the that. The classic aspect. story about that is when you would go to court when we were younger, and then, you know, I guess, I don't know if it happens now. It happens in the county once in a while that a lawyer, you know, the the judge, the lawyer will tell the judge, basically, that I, I haven't gotten my money on this. I got to get the case postponed, oh, you know? Okay. And they would say back in the city, they'd say, this is a rule one postponement. And the judge would say, okay, granted. They would grant it. You know, rule one. How do you know what the How do you know what to charge? I mean, I'm I'm curious to know, like, when when you talk to somebody for the I don't first know either. Time, I don't know what to there's charge. There's no either. There's no formula. I mean, a lot of it it's all relative to the client. So, if you know if it works for you, and it's affordable, but you know you don't want to make it a stretch. Right. You You yeah. don't want them to be put out too much because then you know then they're they have their expectations might be too high. You know, but it's also one of those ones. It also depends. Your cust- your client, your customer, depends how savvy they are. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that goes to where we are now with a lot of this internet advertising. Mm-hmm. There's lawyers here that we know that advertise on the internet. So they spend lots of we talked about this before maybe, I don't know, they spend tons of money on the internet and you get people that don't know anybody about lawyers and you can charge them whatever you want, they just pay it. Yeah. But some of the more savvy people have been around, you try to give them a, a, a ridiculous fee and they say, This is ridiculous. And then you got to go. You're back at square one. Do you, or, do, do clients pay. ever say, uh, "Here's what I got. Here's what I can pay you," and then you have to decide whether that's yes? Okay. And I appreciate that. It's not yeah. common, but I like that. I like that. But then it's also like to the point that once you get paid, you're the lawyer. So right. sometimes you you can quote them whatever you want, hundred thousand dollars, and if they pay you five, you know, five hundred dollars, you're the lawyer. You may not get any more money. So you have to decide whether I'll take that or not. Got it. And that's the, another thing on this point. 
I mean, it seems doesn't it's undefeated this theorem that when you tell somebody how much it costs, if they say no problem, they don't have it. They don't have anything. You know, if they say no problem. You're you never know, getting you know, you're not getting anything. anything. You know, you're like, why are you here? Why are you just a waste of time? This conversation. No problem. Oh my god. So. Yeah, when you get an enthusiastic I mean, response to it, usually no it doesn't, yeah, no it doesn't really go what? that okay. way. Yeah. And, 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 it's and payment is usually in cash? They do Not cash. Everything. They have new things that I don't even know how they work. Venmo. Mm -hmm. And um, what's it? Zelle? I don't even know how that works. Will you, will you take a personal check? Sure. Sure. But then, yeah. it, I mean, we, we, had one of the, we, had one, I, we had one in the office recently where they, the person had another lawyer, a renowned lawyer, and then they wanted to get rid of that lawyer. They paid in check. And then I called the other lawyer, and then he said, well, that, their check bounced. <laughs> so then we, we kind of held that, that one. We held happen. that one for a couple of days. And a lot of times also with the check, it'll be post-dated. They'll do that. And I don't like getting involved with that because, believe it or not, if it's post-dated, it's sort of like a loan to them. Right. By law, it's defined oh, as really? a loan. Yeah. Right. It's got to be payable upon demand. And... That? You know, once so you you're take supposed to hold a check, or you can still deposit a post-dated check. I know that, but yeah, I don't know. we I, we don't yeah. have that experience. Yeah, that's something. That's what checks. You got to make sure it's properly done. You know. So last week we uh, we talked that. about some of the things going on in the city, and um, you know, uh, off off air, we the three of us talk. Uh, we we text or talk on the phone about certain things that happen, and um, I got a text from John. Alex and I got a text from John. Um, the other day, basically saying that he had, uh, let's see, how do I put it? He reverted back to JFT, <laughs> John right. from Timonium. That's In other right. words, he, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't Clark Kent anymore. It was John from Timonium. John, John what was the? I mean, what so what happened here? Because I, I can feel fo the following our game experience, which was really fun with the Uncrustables and Mrs. Gunning. We had a busy day. That was fun. I drove to a club that, that Alex and I belong to, a club meaning a group of people, not like a, a physical right. club. And we have a dinner once a month on Tuesdays for most of the year, but not during the summer months. And um, join the club. It's a lot of lawyers and, and judges retired and otherwise. And there'll be a speaker there generally. And somebody has an affiliation and they'll bring in a speaker. So they brought in, somebody brought Odette Ramos, who was a city woman. council member from the Charles Village area. I don't know what it's called, if it is called anything. And they brought her in, okay? Now look, so she you know, had dinner with us and sat with, you know, I was with um, some other people, but she had dinner with us and then accepted questions and so forth. So I asked the person that brought her, hey, can we ask whatever we want? She goes, yeah, go ahead, ask whatever you want. Now, I went into this thinking like, I'm usually pretty low key. I haven't asked a question yet. Yeah, you're no. soft. soft. Yeah, I just, she's, I a, she's a guest. She's a guest. Yeah, she's a guest, and I wasn't going to. So now here's what I'll tell you about her. I was extremely impressed, okay? Um, lives with her family in Charles Village. She's from New Mexico, mm -hmm. but came to school here at Goucher, which I don't know many people have gone to Goucher, but I thought that was neat. that she And she made Baltimore her home. Yeah, she made Baltimore her home, you know? And I think she's one of the first, if not the first, Latin American official elected in the state and probably Baltimore, right. okay? Now, I, I don't know all that, but I would recommend anybody vote for her. She was very, <laughs> no, she was very sharp, mm -hmm. very intelligent, honest and straightforward, and not looking to dance around questions. And I could tell that she cared about the city. I really could. 
because she she's she's moved here and it, and it wasn't a lot of phoniness to launch to something else. All right. So anyway, it was kind of progressing. She talked about this land bank thing. Land bank. Is, it was to address abandoned homes. Right. Dilapidated and right. abandoned homes. And she said it was borrowed or um, modeled after Detroit and mm -hmm. Cleveland. Yep. And I found it interesting, but it was sort of a way to expedite the possession or seizure of the properties. And they have a judge lined up in the city that's going to, like, really, it's on a fast track and all. So I was impressed with what she knew about that. But as, we, as the question started, they started talking about city stuff. Yeah. And I was kind of laying low key. And then she made a statement about something. And it was followed by our friend Jeremy Brooks, who, like, started talking about, like, realistic things. So she kind of took it on the chin for the whole city council. Because yeah. it wasn't against her. Right. It wasn't anything specifically she did. Oh, yes. it, was, it was sort of like she was the representative of that. And, um, I mean, we've seen it all in the Fox News and all on Channel 45. They duck it, and she stood right there and took it, you know? Admirable. Yeah, it was good. It was, good. That's what I really admired about her. Now, the first thing I, I, I said, let, let me come in. Uh, I want to you know, thank you for being here. So I, I raised my hand for a question. Softened her up a little bit. Right. So I said, um, I said it, now, this is a technique I would do when I would call the stations. <laughs> you, you don't ask the question and then let them answer, and then, boom, it's done. When you notice a pause, you might want to jump in again. And it creates like a, a, a discourse, a back and forth. Right. So I just I said, look, all I can tell you is what I see on TV. And I said, I know they all have a message to reach, and, um, and they have advertisers, they have to do things. But my question is, is the city council divided? And I said, the basis of that is I see Mosby's running against Cohen, mm -hmm. like two members, two team members opposing each other. And I think the loser's out. I think once you run for that position, you're out. From if you lose, council? I think you lose, you're out, okay? Because that's their time. And I said, we have that. And then the, the whole thing when, when Mosby and the other person didn't show up for the BG&E vote yep. and then claimed later that there was a legal insufficiency and tried to hide on that. Here's a guy that doesn't – I said this. Here's a guy that doesn't pay his water bill. Right. And he can't show up. I go, that's a bad, bad, bad visual. There's nothing worse than that, Okay. And I said, look, it's not Fox 45's fault. We've all heard that from uh, Brandon Scott. It's not Popeye's fault. The, okay? the, the, the right. shooting in West right. Baltimore. Popeye's and Fox 45 did not stop Nick Mosby from showing up for that vote. Right. I said, is the council divided? And she <laughs> said yes. Wow. wow. She came out and said yes. Breaking news. Yeah, she right said here. yes. Okay. And, you know, they have political aspirations. Now, here's what was really interesting. This is my technique where she's kind of finishing and all that. I asked her, who talks to Mosby to tell him what to do? Like, you got to have a mentor or somebody like, hey, let me run this by you. She goes, nobody. Mm. Wow. Okay? And then the final thing was, you know, she was going, and she was answering this stuff really well. I said, do you ever want to be mayor? And she says, I've thought about it. Now, I didn't catch it at the time, but then I thought when I was driving home about it, and this is a prediction for me. She said she's not going to go this time, but the next time she's going to go and try to be mayor. Now, think about this for a second. And all our listeners from Brooke Blumberg on down, just follow me on this. <laughs> I, I surmised again and remembered that they just voted in those term limits. Right. So if Scott wins the next time, 2024, the 2028 election will be just a new person coming in. Yep. Here's what I see. I see a... Uh, just a, 
a bevy of, of candidates, similar to when Schwarzenegger won in California, where they had every single person possible. You're going to have, in my opinion, at least double digits running for mayor, at least. And that's how Schwarzenegger got in. I mean, it was crazy that Gary Coleman ran. <laughs> but not that that's going to happen here. But I could see all of them going for it. And right, the right. winner getting maybe like 21.6%. So that 2028 election is where it's going to really be critical. Could Elkton John run? Sure. That's a great nickname. <laughs> that's one of our listeners, yeah. But what I'm saying is I really see that as being a critical spot in Baltimore City going forward, assuming Scott wins the next one. But we don't know. But there, I think she's given deference to him by saying, look, I'll let him go through. And then that's when the up-for-grabs election comes in. So – did you did you talk with her after this and get yes? It, but so I had you, one you caught more. Up with her. Oh, I you had, had another, one more. Yeah. Okay. My other one was about the educational process because there was a lot of complaints. Apparently, in the state of Maryland, the numbers afforded for each student or pupil in Baltimore City exceeds everywhere else. It's okay? pretty high. So here's what I told. I said, look, again, all I got is what I see. Okay. It's like twenty five thousand dollars. Right. Something it's, it was twenty three something mm -hmm. and change. Right. But anyway, here's what happened. The Oriole game was on in the location, but no sound. I said, look, here's my point. I look at that game, and their catcher is this guy, Adley Rushman. If he comes and averages 30 bombs a year, 110 RBIs, is the best defensive catcher in the major leagues, he's going to get a contract based on his performance. And this lady, Santa Lisas, she's getting paid more than anybody, I think, in city government by a lot. Dwarfs them. And the results are so bad, I don't know how anybody can just stand up and say, look, the, the numbers don't lie. And I told her, I said, look, this is me. This is an experience I had. I'll treat myself in Eddie's once in a while to a sandwich during the week. It's a nice break. I'll see somebody I know. I think I, you were in there one time. I treated you to an Italian cold cut to take back to campus. Appreciate it. Right. <laughs> and I said, I was in there, and she came up and walked in. A San right? yeah. yeah, she was there. Yeah. I said hi to her. How's it going? And all that kind of thing. But here's what, what struck me as being wrong. She had a driver. Yep. She had a driver, okay, who also, I think, worked as security. So in, on top of her salary, she's a paid driver Jeez. to take her for a sandwich at Eddie's. Yep. I mean, what is that? That's not – look, I know everybody's got to eat lunch. But that's going – and he parked right smack in front of the place and walked in and he and got out. He didn't pay the meter. Probably not. I, I mean, it was just – to me, it was offensive. And sure. I can't – and when she walked, runs out behind a curtain to avoid a yeah, crowd. Yeah, that was something. I, the story, I told her the story becomes her running away from it, not anything she would say. Right. You know? You told her that this? Yeah. Councilman Ramos? Yeah. Now, she was wearing like a kind of orangish top and like black pants. So afterwards, I said, look – I see your colors. I hope you're an Orioles fan. She goes, yeah, I'm an Orioles fan. Her husband's a big Orioles guy. I said, look, I, all the talk going on, you never know. That's a $4 billion asset in Baltimore City. If you look at the values of the things that have just sold, right. you know, and what's on the, on the page here, right. $4 billion, okay? If they let them walk, I think that's totally on them. And she says, well, we're doing our best. I said, I hope you are. Because I think, I mean, seriously. A four billion dollar asset and everything it creates and jobs and revenue and tickets and taxes. Yeah, I hope but she is though. I, I don't think that. Look, they don't think about much. But when the they, Colts, they don't think about when it. the Colts moved, the politicians were all Senseless. at the back of the line. You know, they could, you could just say whatever. What it, that would be, I mean, more. You know, and their their local owners 
You know, you know what I mean? I, that would be, but that's what it's been. It's been rumored, and they had the lawsuits and everything. But again, I'd vote for. So her. you were impressed with her? Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. But just you were impressed that she answered the questions. Yes. You know? Well, yeah. she should answer them on TV then. I don't she think should they, have. I don't think they talk to her though. I think well, she's they do. The they they send her those. E- yeah, they have that carousel of the pictures. Yeah. She should do it on TV. Yeah. She should stand up, not just some room. With she did say that she talked when she was watching on camera and all that kind of well, thing. Well, yeah, I never see her on TV. The land bank issue is a big one for her, right? Yeah. She, that, that's that seems where, to be her thing. That's where she's did making you? her thing, right? Yeah. Where where she wants to create this, uh, oh, this kind of quasi-governmental, public-private public, enterprise that helps to buy these dilapidated buildings, right? Because right. what happens is that these these businesses come in and they pay the tax on the right. on the they pay the tax they, bill they, they pay some and outstanding they and right. they take it right yeah. and then they seize it and, and then, it sits and it sits and That's they don't care bad. about it um well, but, i'm all for that yeah did you she was opposed to the um did you ask i forget did you ask her about the johns hopkins police you force? know what i forgot that. yeah that's this is probably her district i, I was going to go to that meeting. i forgot it is, it about her, that i forgot I, about I was going to go i was tired that i got caught up and I, I forgot about that, but I, apparently she was against. She, I'm sure she's she against, was against it. Why would you be against that? I don't, I don't know. we got to get her back. I mean, we seriously. Her you should, we need to ask her that. Why would you be against <laughs> I that? Gone. I mean, I was tired isn't it night. like safety in numbers and then you have a group? It's, it's outrageous. It's like we There's talked no about. Defense. And There's we no talked defense about that with the Towson thing. A it's partner with Towson, you and Goucher, and then you got a, got an area that's secured. We have a good friend whose son plays baseball at Johns Hopkins, and we go down and watch him play. And you know, you walk around the campus, or you 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 know you go go get uh, something to eat in between doubleheaders. Uh, and uh, I mean, these guys they got security folks on the corner, mm-hmm. but they're right, not, they, they're yeah. not doing anything. Right. You, I mean, they're making sure you don't park in the wrong spot. Yeah. And information. We'll get yeah. you. They will get you on the meter. Well, they will. Lo- they love the meter. I got my dad there one time too. Wasn't it? He's handicapped, but he wasn't whatever. He didn't have his thing. They got he him. didn't have his card. He didn't, he have, didn't his have his card or something. <laughs> he should get the, really license. He'd get the license plate. I, think, I don't think he was a handicap. He's got one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of your family, when's uh, when's your brother playing again? Tell, tell us, um, just tell everybody a little bit about your brothers in the band Rolling Rolling Chrome. Rolling Chrome. You know Eric Likas. Eric Likas, Rolling Chrome. Pedal steel guitar. Local. He plays the pedal steel. Rob's a big fan of. I'm a big pedal steel fan. Yep. Uh, they took a little hiatus. He, he's been he's been playing with some um, other musicians. I hope they come back. He was just in New Zealand. New Zealand for vacation. Yeah, he came back last night. Oh I have a special connection through his brother to the Lakers family. That's my initial entree into the Lakers family. The brother, Eric? the brother, Eric. So I think he was probably ten. Alex, how old would you have been? I've been fifteen. I'm okay. five years older than. So him. he was like ten. And he played um, <laughs> as a player on my little league team that wow. I coached. Wow! So the Lycus family would come, and my the guy that helped us with coaching lived around the corner, and the other guy lived a couple doors away in that in that Timonium corridor. So that was my first. Eric Lycus was um, <laughs> on the team. You know, he was on the team, and that's how I first had my entree to the Lycus family. When did you start coaching? How old were you? Nineteen eighty. I was six. I was coming up on sixteen. Wow. Coming up on 16. Have you, have you seen wow. Rolling Crown? Have you seen Rolling Crown? No, I haven't seen Rolling Crown. we got to get Rolling Crown I mean, back. I, I have to tell you, I, I, I really like watching live music, and I haven't been to a, a like a big concert like Springsteen or, or Paul McCartney or anything. I, I would just as soon go to just as soon go to uh, uh, Eric Lycus and Rolling yeah, Crown. We've got, we got this pedal steel. And, got I get, the and I get thing. Right, and I get to make requests, Singers. and I hear yep. the requests. Can we request right? Breaking the Law and maybe have a cover version? They need to, man, they could do that. They could do all that. I mean, I'd love to hear Breaking the Law with the pedal steel. You know what we could do? Have, have the original at the beginning and the cover at the end, sort of like, remember Good Times had the first song? 
Yep. And then they had the one at the end. Um, yeah. The song was different? I think so, yeah. Was it? It might have yeah. been. I or think like, you're right. I think it was yeah. different. And it gave a different that. perspective. And I just think that, that for our show. listeners, it would complete and put an exclamation point on the end. All right. Wow. Um, speaking of exclamation points on the end. Speaking of exclamation points, <laughs> um, I'm, always, I'm always interested in, in how you guys eat in the middle <laughs> of the day with uh, your street lawyer. And Alex, any, uh, any, uh, any place that you went to this week that you'd like I'm to share? I'm a little disappointed that John didn't mention that when I saw him at the lacrosse game, I brought him a cookie. That's right. Grouse. That's good. Oh. And then I got a chicken salad sandwich. The, um, I got the whatever, the one, the harvest with nuts in it. It was great. The I Ruxton the location. Line. Yeah, that's, the that's the best one. I just want to say, I had a terrible experience at the Starbucks on, in Ruxton. Is that in Ruxton? No, that's, that would be no, like on, um, on Charles Street. On Charles yeah, Street. Charles. So I went in there the other day. Line. I don't really go in there in the mornings. But there were four people working there, but they couldn't keep up. I was I probably waited 15 minutes for my drink. Mm-hmm. And what happened was the problem is they're doing all these mobile orders. I know. So I millions it. of yeah. people, not millions, but hundreds of people are Chipotle. sending orders. Chipotle. Chipotle's like that. And it same screws thing. everything up. Yeah. And there's all these drinks there. And the employees are worrying about the mobile orders. And then we, the customer, who come in the there. Live customer. Not, it, it's, it's just a mess. It's a mess. I, so I'm in there, and the lady's in there. She's trying to cancel the mobile orders. Like, but it was, and all these drinks are there. If they're there for like 15 minutes, it should be just free right. grass. All this is grass. all this is a product of COVID when you couldn't go. Yeah. Oh yeah, get rid right. of all this stuff. Adopted. But it's, it's also, time to stop. But listen, it probably also makes them a lot of money. I'm sure it, it makes does. them more money because you can order it and pick it up. You know what I'm saying? Well, then you know what? Shut just, shut it down. Right, they gotta, and just have a pickup. It's just about the business, not about the employees. Were underwater. They were in the weeds, as they say. The uh, customers inside were upset. Bill, this guy, Bill never showed up. And Who's they kept Bill? shouting for Bill. Oh, Bill and then I kept, and then when guys would come in, I go, "Are you Bill? Where's Bill?" I was shouting out, "Where's Bill?" Hey, by the way, this it reminds just, me. That, sorry, I, this wasn't something was we had planned sure. to talk about. But well, I, there's I, never a plan to I, talk about I, anything. Well, sometimes <laughs> a little, a little, a little bit, a little bit. Um, I heard you got into it with the Walmart employees last weekend. <laughs> I didn't get into it with the Walmart employees. I just got a temper tantrum in Walmart. You got a temper tantrum. In I was Walmart. at Walmart. I needed some stuff. I was at the Walmart in Cockeysville, and. Um, I just needed, you know, a mixed bag of things. A little yeah. bit of food. Yeah. I needed some coffee. I yeah. need, I wanted to. Go, I had to look at this this thing for Banneker and the baby department. So I went in there. So I had I had about twenty five things. So I have it's Saturday morning. It's probably ten or eleven o'clock. I have twenty five things, but there's only one person on the checkout register, and the rest are the you know when you do it yourself. So COVID. There's another, a couple ladies. Yeah, I'm COVID. so sick of that. There's a couple ladies in front of me. They said, this is a mess. Why don't you go in the um, 20 or under? Okay. 20, 20 uh, yeah, the, items are under? Yeah, the Express. The Expresser right. was a lady working there. Yeah. Okay? So I got in line, and then it was empty. There was one guy in front of me, but then this guy came behind me. He only had three things. So, so you I let said, him go. You can go in front of me, right? right? So as he's getting checked out, the, the cashier is staring at me and my stuff, right? <laughs> like, what is this guy going to do? That's have, more, than, more 20. than 20. But there were a lot of little things. It just looked, you know, there, my cart was filled, but there wasn't, you know. So she's looking at me, and I was like, I just couldn't deal with it. So I, I literally walked away. It sounds terrible. And I, like, picked up my cart and slammed it down. <laughs> and I started cursing, but not to her, just in general, to the store. And then I walked all the way down, and then, you know, some guy... You know, some, like, hard-working guy who has a real job, like a, a hard-worker type, blue-collar guy. He's like, yeah, that's okay, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I just felt like such a jerk. But, yeah, that's another thing. They just need more employees there. So w- he helped me out to go through the, um, when you're scanning yourself, it was okay. So you had to but scan yourself. I just yourself. lost it in there. I just lost it. I was probably in line for half, 25 minutes, probably. I, I wouldn't go to work. 
John, do you go to Walmart? Occasionally, just, but not that much. It, it, but I, I notice what he's saying because they've replaced human checkout people with just yeah, – now, they'll have somebody awesome. there. They'll have a right. supervisor of six or eight of those. Yeah. But look, the Sam Walton so wouldn't put up with this. I know. It's crazy. No, Sam it's Walton crazy. would not put up with this. So I was embarrassed. I was yeah. embarrassed by that. I let, I let it did down. Did you apologize? Did you apologize? No, I didn't apologize. I think I apologized to the blue-collar guy. So I'm sorry, man. He's, uh, we know how it is. You can relate. Middle-aged we'll guy. We'll have to find Middle-aged rage. I showed it. I let it out. <laughs> we'll have to find that guy and, and uh, send him the, the podcast so you can get the apology. See, yes, thank you. John, are you, a, um, speaking of, um, of stores, are you a Dunkin' fan? Well, that's interesting. <laughs> we, we're going down that track. There, there's a new Dunkin' Donuts. I'll call it a Dunkin' Donuts, but it's marketed now as Dunkin' because I think it offers more than just donuts. Right next to the Starbucks that Alex had experience with. It used to be a 7-Eleven, oh, yeah. and it's right there. And I think that's going to be a home run. I think that they're going to be crowded and that kind of thing. I think it's going to be too small of a parking lot. I like it. I can't believe the, the parking. You couldn't. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, I think do that. that. You're right. The parking for the 7-Eleven that, was That's going to be trouble. Right. Hey, we should put up an ad because there's going to be some accidents coming out of there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Put a billboard yeah. up right there. That's right. We should put an ad there. But anyway, um, I like Dunkin' Donuts a lot. Um, I like... Everything about it. I'm not a coffee drinker, so I can't. But I've heard their coffee is the best. It's good. Okay, I've heard it's it has the a best. different flavor. It has a unique and flavor. The other thing I like about it is they do have these breakfast sandwiches, which I get at night. But their mm. um, their hash browns, which I think are like a dollar twenty nine or a dollar forty nine for a, a small. I usually get two of them. <laughs> they're the best. Mm. They're the best replicate of the hash browns I like. The Orida hash browns growing up. They're smaller. They're more flat rather than um, yeah. like tubular. Oh, but they, they have a nice seasoning to them, and I like those. those. I, I like the McDonald's hash brown. I really like that's the a McDonald's classic too. That is yeah, that is classic. But they're probably the closest thing to an egg McMuffin is what they offer. You know what else about Dunkin'? I, what? No matter which one you go to, at least I, my experience is that you get in and you get out. Right. You're right. I, I don't think you right. do, you don't get held up, and yeah. they do all that by. Doing the coffee the way you want it, yeah. right? They put the cream. Oh, yeah, they it's, make it, it's, right. it's pretty. Right. It's, it's pretty very efficient. Free. They they were yeah. hard. They're right. hard working in there. Yeah. The the thing that slows it down, honestly, is probably like if you're there on a weekend. If somebody comes in, I'd like to get twelve. Exactly. And they have to like say, well, I want two chocolate and two this, and they kind of hesitate. Right. That might be the biggest thing, that but they have the a nice part. system. They do. They have a very nice. But I I can see that that parking lot. Yeah, you're right. That parking lot's not going to work. Yeah. And the other thing is, if you were. Think about this. If you were to really want to pick your spot, you're going – most people are going in towards the city southbound on Charles. You'd have to make a left oh, yeah, to get in. Tough. If it was on the right, but they right. – you know, you, gotta, you can't pick. Yeah, it's going to be right. – well, yeah. it's going to be tough. Um, I have a – I want you to think about this as we, as we end this podcast and as we start thinking about um, senior week at the beach, right? Senior mm. high school oh, seniors yeah. are going are gonna to graduate and then they're going to flock to the beach. I've got a great business proposition for the two of you, and and, and really, I'm, I'm going to mention it very quickly, and then okay. we can okay. we can hammer it out next time. And that and is, we, encourage, this down. we encourage listeners this down. to give input to us for ideas. And that is, is to that is, here. That is to rent a um, almost like a, a, a long trailer and have like a modular trailer, have a couple desks in there, and you guys can be the mobile law firm for kids that get. This um, guy's always thinking. Drinking, uh, over, you know, underage yeah. drinking. I like that. Jaywalking. That's DWI. Sign them up right then. Right there. Mm-hmm. Use their parents. You don't have to go to it. You don't have to call right. the parents. 
you set it up at a at a parking lot. Our friend Raj knows all the, the right. free parking He's lots. He's Mr. OC. He's Mr. OC. He's Mr. Real Estate. That's right. You can rent it, rent it, and you guys that are golden. Perfect. We're doing it. Mobile. Going mobile. I mean, we, we could can even... all take shifts. We can all take. Yeah. Right. Months. So let's talk more about that next time. I love this. And um, and uh, see see what you think. We're gonna about cut that. into that Eastern Shore. We'll cut business. into this. We're all right. Street lawyers down there. We are street Not lawyers. All right. Lawyers. That does it for Ocean another. Highway, uh, that does it for another uh, episode. Of raw justice, we will see you next time. Take care. What an episode that was! Great show, really good. What a great, Rob, you were awesome. Rob, you were. I hope Mrs. Blumberg liked today's show. That was really good. That was a tight one. Yeah, yeah. We got to get. I really appreciate her and Howard and listening with the kids and all that. I love that.